0: hi i'm annabelle and you're listening to so this is love a podcast featuring the love stories that have inspired moved and blessed me i don't know much but this i know at our core we are made to love and be loved in a hard world may my musings and ramblings be a soft place for you to land i'm grateful to have you here Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of So This Is Love. Uh, today, as you can tell from the title, I wanted to talk about something a bit heavy. But I think something that's super necessary. And that is about forgiving our parents. Uh, so So why this topic? I think this week was really a big revelation for me on this topic. It actually started with a conversation I had with my dad. But you know, before I jump into that, I think I wanted to provide some context on why I wanted to do this episode. So I think for a while now, the term childhood trauma has has really been thrown around a lot in conversations with friends, in even just casual conversations or even what is being shown on social media. I think people talk have been talking a lot about this topic and I suspect it has a lot to do with the new awareness on mental health and mental health struggles that really came about because of the pandemic where I think a lot of these kind of issues were coming to light. I think especially so with a lot of people going back to their family homes to stay and going back to just really their families again in the midst of the pandemic i was really one of those people i had just come back to singapore from the uk after maybe you know 5 6 years staying off and on in the uk and i would go i would come back to singapore for my summers But I would mostly be overseas and I wasn't really with my family much. I left home Singapore when I was 15 to go over to the UK for studies. And I think it was only when I was around 21, 22 that I came back to Singapore. When I came back to Singapore... I had to adjust to staying with my family, and not just me, but a ton of other young people. At least in Singapore, had to do this. Friends who had stayed overseas had to come back, or even friends who didn't, you know, who were always at home in Singapore, uh, had to really stay at home in con- in confinement altogether with their family, whom. They may not see around much because they're in school, they're at work, they would come home maybe at the end of the day to be with their family and then they just start the new day. But because everyone was just cooped up at home, we were surrounded by our families and, and all the more so that's when this term of childhood trauma started creeping up. So I just did you know a quick Google search on how much this term has been used over the last few years and that, that term has really picked up. In the last two years or so. Whilst that is, you know, something to be curious about, I also feel like this term has not always been used in the best light. In fact, I do think it's been used as a form of blaming. Uh, Why is this so? So I think that's where I really move on to talk about my own personal, you know, use of this term. Or my own... History with this term, so I think it's best to start with my family. I come from a family uh, of three kids. I'm the eldest, and my parents. Growing up, it was um, it was tough as the eldest because my dad and my mom, you know, with really good, honest hearts, they wanted the best for me. Um, they wanted the best for my siblings. But I think what that meant was that, you know, in Asian culture as well, we, we sometimes overemphasize the work done or the acts of service, really, to provide for a family. So in my case, both my parents came from very humble backgrounds. My mom was a refugee from Vietnam and my dad came from a pretty small town in Malaysia so came from very humble backgrounds and kind of worked their way up in their careers over you know the years that they came to singapore so why i'm super grateful for them um and to know their stories really helps me to put all this into perspective so my dad uh he is you know what you have ca- what you have called him back then typical asian father and if You know, you come from a very typical Asian family. The stereotype is that your dad is usually the quiet kind who works hard, who doesn't really talk about his feelings much, would still always deliver, you know, would always ensure that the family is taken care of. Uh, And that's when, you know, mom kind of steps in to take care of the family, do all the, the stuff that moms do in a very proactive way. So that was quite similar to my family. Um, my dad spent a lot of time you know, at work, but he also wanted to provide for us. So for me, being the eldest, I always joke with my friends that if you're the eldest, it's usually that trial and error kid. They're kind of just trying things out. Your parents are just kind of trying things out and figuring it out with the first child so they don't screw up the second and third children. Something that happened was that Yeah, I think a large brunt of pressure was put on me. I think unintentionally. And I always felt growing up that I always wanted my dad's approval. I always wanted him to praise me for the work that I did at school, for the awards and achievements that I could get. I think only on hindsight, when I returned back to Singapore after spending my late teens, my 20s in the UK, uh, was when I really started to understand the effect of all of this, of always craving recognition from my dad in this case. And really, that's the background. I think this week was really healing for me. And the reason is because I finally had a chat with my dad about this. The context of this being was that I was at a dinner with with a mentor of mine uh, and we were talking a bit about recognition and, and why do we struggle so much or why do I struggle so much with wanting to be recognized by LinkedIn's, by the LinkedIn's of the world, by these awards, by people. And we ended up talking about how our relationship with our parents was a starting point to look at. So after that dinner with her, I remember driving home and I was thinking, I need to have a chat with my dad about this. And you know, don't get me wrong, I feel like I've said that to myself multiple times. I feel like I have always said, I want to have a chat with my dad about this. But it's a very difficult topic. It's not something you know you just decide one day to do and you just do it. I would say I'm someone who's quite candid, quite honest, quite direct. And I can have conversations, hard conversations with a lot of people. But that's just something about talking to your, your parent about maybe pain or hurt that happened that just gets you all, I uh, don't want to talk about it. So that was really me when I was in the car driving home, thinking about how do I have this conversation in a way that's loving, that's respectful, but also damn, I was so scared. So I got home and my dad was packing for a business trip. So I went in, went to his room, and just kind of just made small talk here and there. And something just came over me. Uh, I think I was internally praying just for grace in that conversation. I actually didn't think I would do it. But um, there was just something in me that just moved me to just open my mouth and say, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. Pups. that was probably one of the best decisions that i had made in my life um it sounds very dramatic but it wasn't a long dramatic conversation in fact it was a very simple conversation and in this conversation i kind of told him how i felt growing up that i always wanted his approval and always wanted his his recognition and how when i grew up I saw the effects of this, what it had on me, uh, in terms of how I approached my career, my relationships, uh, my life in general. And my dad was so full of grace. And he told me how he's he wasn't he's not that person anymore. And how he was sorry for just what had happened in the past. And that he was always proud of me and he will always be proud of me no matter what happens or no matter what I do or don't do. He is already so proud of me. That is something that, that was something I really needed to hear. Uh, when it comes from the lips of your parent or coming from a parent whom I always had struggles with in terms of wanting his approval, it was such a blessing to have that leave his lips and hear really the love that he had for me or that he has for me and that there was nothing I could do to warrant more love. So that was such really a healing conversation before he left for his business trip and it got me thinking a lot about the idea of forgiveness and really linking back to the idea of childhood trauma that people keep throwing around. You know, I think our parents aren't perfect people. We're not human beings. We're not perfect people. There's no certification for becoming a parent. And some parents have done really awful things to their children. Are uh, much, Much worse than I could probably imagine. Uh, most of them are well-intentioned. Most of them want their children to flourish and to thrive and to lead good lives, but but they mess up. And something my friend Ra told me a few years ago was that every day our parents are learning to become parents to a 24-year-old girl or a 22-year-old boy or a 15-year-old girl. And they are growing alongside you as an individual to learn how to parent that. And that revelation was really something so important for me because it showed me that our parents aren't perfect. And of course, as children, we hold them to the highest standard. They are our superheroes. They are the ones who protect us from all the evil things in the world. But they are also fallible A human. So this idea of of forgiveness has been something that I think I've been wanting to do. I keep saying I will do it. I think I'm doing it. But there's nothing so powerful as when you really tell someone or you tell a parent that I love you. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I forgive you. And I also hope that you forgive me for all that I have done too. This part about reconciliation is I think so important in the world that we live in today. I think as as younger people, we often we, we think that we're a very direct, you know, very motivated generation, which is great. And I think I see so much potential in us. But what use is that if we carry so much pain in our hearts with regard to our parents? the people who have loved us but have also failed in some ways surely it means that our own children may sometimes may bear, may bear the brunt of you know the pain that we've had from our parents and in fact we may go the opposite direction and may go to an extreme opposite that may not be good you know so i don't i mean rather than just preach about it My experience this week having a chat with my dad was something that was just so freeing that really just lifted a weight from my heart that I think I had buried for so long and that I thought I could cover up with good career switches, with accolades, with a great social network. But yeah, there's nothing as freeing as a simple conversation of forgiveness, of love, of grace. And this is probably one of the biggest lessons I will learn in love. So thank you so much for listening to me this week. And whoever's listening out there, if you have a parent to forgive or to have a simple conversation with, it doesn't have to be as big and dramatic. I don't know, maybe this is a sign to do it. Or in your own time then. So thank you so much and I'm grateful to have you listening here with me.